Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm Leanne. And I'm John. Actually, I think there's there's an intro before you say that, right? Yeah, yeah, there is. But we just thought we'd say it again. Yeah, I I don't know. It's kind of habit now, I think. Okay. Don't want to change things. We'll keep doing it then. How are you, Johnny? I'm a little tired, yeah? Yeah, I'm the same. I'm a little tired as well. Mm. It's been a long week. It has. It's been quite a busy week. What are we talking about today? Well, today I wanted to talk about unconditional positive regard. Okay. And the reason, Mm -hmm. thanks for asking. Yep. The reason I want to talk about unconditional positive regard is because lately I've been doing quite a few um, presentations and talks Mm -hmm. around um, mentally healthy workplaces, uh, particularly for people who work alone. Mm. and about how do you stay well at mm. work. And I've been talking a lot about how uh, I've coined this little phrase lately where I've been saying I, I think I know the elixir to business success in small business. Okay. And? What is it? Thank you. Thank you for asking. What is the elixir? We've got them here. And I think it's actually uh, about investing in yourself. Yes. Right. Yeah. You come and, first. Yeah. And about uh, part of that investing in yourself or your own general health and well-being is having somebody to talk to. Mm. And so in all of these various presentations I've been doing um, in all different places over the last, particularly the last month, I've been talking about how important it is to go and find somebody who has um, unconditional positive regard for you Mm. and that will be willing to listen to you unconditionally you know you could sort of use them as a sounding board i guess and offload your uh what's on your mind with this person and then i've gone on to talk about other things that you could be doing to make an investment in yourself and your well-being but guaranteed every single time when my presentation's over or it's time for questions or maybe the host you know does a thanks for speaking and all that sort of stuff inevitably somebody will come back to that point and they will either say to me, I've never thought about how important it is to have someone in my life who can give me unconditional positive regard. Or I've had someone say to me that they've not heard that phrase before and how lovely it is to have, to think that they might have someone in their life that can offer that. And it's really intrigued me because to me, it's like one of maybe, you know, a dozen things in a toolbox that Mm. you might want to draw on. But I'm definitely seeing a theme over the last couple of months where people want to know more Mm. about this idea. And I thought, well, it's a great topic for the podcast. What do you think? Yeah, well, we we touched on it, I think, in the the podcast on counselling where we talked about how to to find one that's a good fit. Do you remember that? Yeah. And, and it was all about, and, and with your put yourself first or invest in yourself first, um, yeah. and in your business planning, uh, having an investment in yourself has to be part of that strategic plan, yeah. right? Um, because you're no good to anyone until you're good to you first. Yeah. So if you're um, doing a str- strate- strategic plan, yeah. got that word out eventually, um, uh, you would make sure that one section of that is to care for self. 
Yeah. Um, and when you're stressed or when you're overwhelmed or you've got so much on, um, you need a way to um, vent. Yeah, and, that's and, right. And to release that stress. That's it. And the best place to do that is with a uh, an unconditionally positive regarding ear. Yes, yes, that's right. Somebody who just listens well and, yeah. and knows how to listen, but I guess most importantly knows how to listen without judgment. Yeah, or agenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what in what is your definition of unconditional positive regard, Johnny? Well, yeah, I think I probably said in one of the other podcasts that at the end of every good self-help book, um, if you want to just flip to the end to find the answer, instead of reading tw- 15 chapters of how to care for yourself, um, the answer is always unconditional positive regard or unconditional love, I call it. So what does that look like, though? Um, it means to trust someone's journey and to be present to them. So when so that's you as the person giving unconditional as the positive listener, regard? As right. the listener. Yep, yeah. Yep. So if you're, the, if you're the person that someone's come to to talk about their woes, their yep. life, their fears... Um, um, to have no agenda and no judgment and to allow them a space where they can feel safe to talk yeah. about anything um, is uh, a huge value yeah. for that person. So if you, can, uh, if you are the, the listener uh, to have no judgment, no agenda, mm. trust them completely and, uh, and let them vent. And there's the whole bunch of um, you know, techniques around um, minimals and uh, reflective reflection of feelings and content yeah. and and um, meaning, yeah, things like that. And and we do we have done a whole episode on listening. So if you go back through the episodes, it's mm. one of the earlier ones that we did. Yeah, around listening. But I guess you know this notion of um, of having this positive regard, um, I think does deserve a little bit of extra attention and. Yeah. And I think you're right. It's about absence of judgment. Yeah, no, con- there's no conditions in, in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason that I wanted to sort of talk about it a bit more is because I think it's really bloody hard to do. Well, yeah, because um, what was that? What was that play we went and saw, where it said everyone, everyone's a racist or something? I can't remember what it was. Everyone has. Their uh, Avenue Q. That's it. Yeah, that was <laughs> very funny. And that was that everyone has their own. Uh, life and their own agenda and their own experiences yeah and, and they have um what's the word uh, they already uh, biases there you go yeah so everyone has their own biases whether you like it or not because um we're sort of um products of our environment from, yeah. from day one to now that's right yeah and we pick up all of those those biases along the way um so to be um absolutely unconditionally positive regarding to a person you still have to recognize that you have your own biases, you have your own thoughts or beliefs or values, um, and it's very easy for them to come out in those relationships. But if you can put them aside, yeah, uh, put them over to one side, and and just allow and to have patience and, yep. to, and to provide that, that space for someone to say whatever they want and to feel safe to say anything uh, because they're not going to be judged, um, and that's a, that's a great opportunity for that person to, to grow. Yeah. yeah, and it's very hard to find someone like that, and it's yeah, very hard. That's to, right. It's very hard to be someone like that. Yeah, um, but with practice, and and also, you know, you, most people usually know, you know, that person in their life that's the closest to that. Yeah, it's usually an auntie or an uncle or a yeah. grandma or someone. Uh, yeah. I think that's true, and I, I think 
if you're the person who is giving that gift mm. to somebody else, then you really, um, yeah, I think you've touched on it, that, that notion of bias. You have to have the self-awareness of mm. what's going on for your own buttons. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to also think that that person is is not as dependent on their ego mm. for communication with other people. So um, it, there's a, there's a, a authenticity or, or a rawness or almost. It's almost vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerable. vulnerability. Yeah, okay. Um, that almost comes about because they're not afraid to be 100% present yeah. to that person. And not distracted by their own thoughts and feelings, or waiting for the gap so that they can speak. Yeah, so they can, instead of um, waiting for that gap to give their opinion, to say this is what I think you should do, or, yeah. or, or this is what I would do. Well, um, um, the, it's, yeah, you can imagine most people are in a, in a world where they're continually fi uh, problem solving. Yeah. Um, so we all are, right? So we go through everyday problem solving. When this happens, what do I do? When that happens, what do I do? Yeah. Um, so when someone sits in front of you with a problem, yeah, um, it's right. very easy to go into problem solving mode. Yeah, particularly if you really love them and care about oh, them, you yeah. don't want to see them suffering and you don't want to see them in pain. Yeah. So you want to save people, right? It's you just do. human nature to do that. It's a beautiful part of being human. It is. And that's why it's hard for uh, someone that you're close to um, to be that person because they... Yeah, they don't want to see you in pain. They want to, yeah. they, they want to lift you out of that. They want to, and yeah. how ironic is it that um, if you make an effort to save somebody, mm. that in fact sometimes what you risk is that the opposite becomes true for that other person, is that you don't demonstrate unconditional positive regard. You almost demonstrate that they're not competent. Well, it's like a, it's a disconnective. Yeah. So if, if you have someone that comes to you with a problem, and, yeah. you, and you go into a problem-solving mode, yeah. then the message that they receive is that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And that, uh, so you go, well, you really should do this. You really yeah. should do that. Um, so, but the message they're hearing when you tell anyone that they need to do anything is that yeah. they're not capable. That's exactly right. They're yeah. not good enough. Yeah, that's it. And that's, yeah. and that's clearly, I remember Oprah Winfrey at the end of her 50-year, whatever it was, yeah. she said uh, she's worked it after talking to all these people. Everyone has the same issue that they, they have a feeling of not being enough. Yeah, not being enough. So someone with a problem that sits in front of someone who's listening, um, they are feeling not enough. Yeah. And for you to add to that by yeah. saying, I think you should, um, yeah. isn't, it doesn't help. You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. So let's just talk about um, what you might say. Um, I understand the, the minimals and the aha, uh -huh and, and mm. if you want to know more about that, listeners or listener, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, go to the earlier episode on listening. Mm. But let's just, what sorts of things might somebody say to another person mm. where that that the speaker is demonstrating unconditional positive regard. So what sort of language might you expect to hear from someone who truly is present and has no agenda? What might they be saying, John? Well, um, reflecting without agenda. All right. So, so uh, if someone says, I'm, 
I'm having a really bad day because everyone at work isn't listening to me. Right. Um, uh, you, you've got, here's your, your, your crossroad, right, as a listener. Yeah. And you can go, well, you really should talk to the boss. You really should take care of that problem. Yeah. Or, or I think you go to the HR department. Right? So you start telling them, right? Yeah. If you want to go into unconditional positive yeah. regard, yep. you just reflect. So you just say, that sounds terrible. Tell, right. tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Yeah. I just so wanna, you yeah. might try to, and I know we are overlapping a bit, but mm. you might try and understand yeah. the, the the feeling and the emotion that's that's coming out in the conversation. And you can even use that language. You can say, oh, tell me, I really want to understand what, is, what it was like for you today. Tell me more. I, I, I want to get a better understanding. And when yeah. they tell you more, you just reflect it. Yeah, right. You say, oh, that, that, so he said this to you? Yeah, okay. What was that like? So you yeah. just stay with them not with you yeah with yeah. them and not with you yeah. that's exactly right mm. and i think um why that's so important particularly in small business is because quite often having that confidant mm. having that person that you can speak to without judgment means that you can offload anything yes. really yeah and um why is it, do you think, John, that just by being able to share a problem mm. um, may in fact be, you know, over halfway to solving the problem? Why, why is that the case? You, you told me about a, um, an exercise you did recently in one of your, uh, was it one of your seminars or something you did where you mm -hmm. had the balloon? Uh-huh, yes. That? So it's, it's, yes, right. that's exactly it. So, so um, filling a balloon up with stress? Yes. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. that's exactly it. Right. One of these presentations. That's why yeah. I want to talk about this today. There you go. So it's the same thing, right? It's, it's, you, you, someone is filled up with self-doubt yes. and fear and, 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 and worry and stress. Um, uh, one of the ways to release that is to be in a space where you can talk about it. Right. And every word... And every it releases it. Releases it. Every word, Great. Every, every tear. Yeah. Every, uh, the longer you talk about a problem, the less power the problem has. Yeah. So if you're in a space where someone gives you that opportunity to talk as much as you want about yeah. that problem and even has some skills around um, uh, pulling that from you. Yeah, then, right. Then, yeah, you're in, the you're in a great spot. And unconditional positive regard is to do that without any conditions. So, so right. and, and trust. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think that when I'm looking at people around me that I think could offer me unconditional positive regard, so who are my people that I can go to, mm. um, one of the things that I kind of, um, I, I'm looking for is consistency in behavior mm. um, because I'm not necessarily going to trust someone who tells me to trust them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I would definitely look for a consistent pattern of behaviour of um, openness, acceptance, yeah. vulnerability, yeah. and authenticity. That's attractive. It's attractive to yeah to, to, to a talker to someone who who is in the business. They're okay with expressing how they feel when they're in a safe environment. Yeah, um, uh, having someone or some people in their lives where they can be that. Yeah. Is, a huge, is so valuable. And I, and I think that comes from demonstrating behaviours mm. and values and beliefs because I do have people in my life who's, who will say to me, you know, you can come and tell me anything. Mm. You can talk to me about anything. I'll be here, you can tell me anything, but I don't trust that. Inherently, I have a radar that says, mm. it's really lovely that you've said that, but I would never go to you with my deepest, darkest fears. Because yeah, you're already 
probably have a history or you have an incident or an example of where they say, come and tell me anything and I'll fix it for you. Yeah. Come and tell me anything and I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. That's right. Or yeah. I'll tell somebody else what's gone on for you. Yeah, that's it. And we'll, we'll put a workshop together and we'll, yeah. get, we'll get back to you with the answer. That's right. <laughs> so I think if you want to be the sort of person that people do feel that they can come to, mm. if you want to be that contact person for others, then you do have to have a consistent... Yeah. Uh, it's an aligned congruent. It I think is. congruent's a good word, right? Yeah. What I believe and the way I act yep. is exactly the same. I don't say one thing, hmm. but act in a different way. Yeah. Um, it's like another conversation I had earlier on uh, this week with somebody about um, about the way we are at work versus the way we are at home. Yep. And I think when I first did my degree all those years ago, we were pretty much taught that you kind of wanted people to be professional and act professional at work and um, and home time was home time, it was a separate space. Yeah. And the research is increasingly showing us now that who we are is who we are, mm. regardless of the time of day. So uh, people, because we're human, we do bring things to work yeah. that are private based that might affect our work day and, we take and vice work versa. Home. We take yeah. work home as well. And it's unreasonable mm. to think that there's a demarcation there just because we're in a different environment. Yeah. Um, because the essence of ourselves remains fairly consistent. And we're whole human beings. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's true when it comes to being the person that others want to approach is they're looking for the essence of you. Yeah. So if you've got, you've got two um, players or two roles that we're talking yeah. about, uh, and if you're, you're in the business of wanting to be a better listener, yeah. um, then um, practising that yeah. uh, with unconditional positive regard and trust yeah. Um, uh, the more you do that, the more you will be trusted. Yes. And if you're the person uh, in this that, that uh, w would love an opportunity uh, to be with someone who is unconditionally positive regarding, yeah. um, then uh, the more, consistent you s more consistency you see from them, yes. the more trust you and safer you'll feel to be with them when you want to talk about your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think that's a point worth raising because, you know, I stop and think sometimes when there's five kids in the family, right? You, mm. You've been quite busy over the years. Johnny, yes, I, but, didn't, have, I uh, didn't have a TV. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I find it interesting to observe when sometimes the kids will, you know, one or two of the kids or whatever will go to you and talk to you about mm. something that's on their mind, but they haven't talked to me about it. Mm. And... Um, and it's a it's an interesting activity for me to think about the level of unconditional positive regard they're feeling they're getting from you versus they're getting from me at that particular point in time. And sometimes it shifts. Yeah, I was going to say if you notice the dynamic in that, that yeah. some, some of these kids feel safer with you. Yeah, that's than right. Than they do with me. And, yeah, that's and, right. And others safer with me than you. Yeah. And that's just our humanity coming out. With yeah. our, because we do have our biases and our agendas. Yeah, and that's our, exactly and right. And our fears. But we, we both practice. Yeah, that's right. We both practice and we both recognise when we've, yeah. we feel like we want to let, let the side down. And we, yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting to have the observations and, and to reframe it mm. from to a questioning perspective that kind of says... Um, what was the difference in, you know, in the choice to talk to you versus me mm. or vice versa? Yeah. And what can I learn from that? As opposed to feeling offended yeah. that I wasn't included in that 
you know, in that confidential type discussion. Yeah. So it's it's a real F, a, a practice at reframing yeah. um, the learning or the observation even of, of what that is. And even if you are not the person who is the confidant, yeah. um, but practicing gratitude that the person in need found someone who was their confidant. It's mm, a good reframe. And, and yeah. another reframe that works for me is that um, if kids have people in their lives or, or parents um, yeah. and they have one that they feel safer to talk about anything with and the other one is more a directive type yeah. person, um, for me that's it's almost like a bit of a balance, right? Yeah, that's right. So, so they yeah. go, okay, I've got uh, – dad always tells me what to do but mum just says there's nothing I do. I've never done anything wrong. Yeah. And, and you go, okay, so they get a bit of a balance of, hey, you probably should get off your bum and go do that from me. And, yeah. And you get from you, you go – you do it when you're ready, dear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. A bit of yin and yang. <laughs> yeah, there, that's know. it. And then it swaps over. Yeah, it does. It yeah. swaps over. Yeah. And you definitely see that depending on what the context of the situation is. Yeah. And something else that um, we talk about when I talk about this in the small business context, or in fact, even just in people, you know, being well, working mm. well, mm. creating mentally healthy workplaces is um, making time when you don't need someone. So when you, you don't actually need anyone to listen to you, mm -hmm. making time to identify who those people might be in your network that you could call on if you ever needed them. Sure. And the best time to be able to identify them is when you don't need them. Yeah, that's true. That's so it's yeah. about kind of going, well, who have you got that would give you unconditional positive regard if you ever needed it? Yeah. Think about that now when you don't actually need it. Yeah, it's clever thinking. And, yeah. and the uh, just further on trust that we were talking about earlier with um, you, you would also in your um, your business strategies would talk about uh, not micromanaging people and trusting yeah. people and people giving autonomy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the same thing around unconditional positive regard is that if you trust someone yeah. and, you, um, and you show that you trust them, then they feel trusted. Yeah, and they're more likely to um, make decisions on their own without you having to watch them all the time. Yeah, that's um, right. And and a lot of the people that are survivors of of um, uh, abusive situations will talk about that person in their life that believed in them. Yeah, that's right. And people that are successful in their their field will normally talk about someone. Yeah. Uh, at least one person in their life where they believed in them. Yeah. And that's what unconditional positive regard is. It's about believing in that person, yeah. trusting in their journey. Yeah, great point. And, and knowing that the mistakes they make are just stepping stones to success. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And I guess not, not feeling fear around yeah. who yeah. they are or what they're doing, not yeah. being afraid for them. That's it, and not judging. So if you're, if you're a boss or you're a small business owner and you've got people that work for you, um, if you um, give them that, that space you have parameters and you have yeah. boundaries and you have work you have um job descriptions you know so yeah, everyone yeah. everyone knows what to do and what not to do yeah yeah and and it's quite and everyone's accountable yeah um and then when people make a mistake it's clear who did it yeah. um and and you don't come down on them because they're, they're coming down on themselves more than you could ever yeah so you allow that yeah that's right so if you were going to uh, talk to that person you'd ask them what was it like to make the mistake yeah and 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 what if anything are you going to do different? Yeah. Yeah. And, and let them um, discover that, yeah. discover those answers. And, and I think that's a key part of unconditional positive regard. Yeah. And it is that sense of you can go talk to, you know, someone that you know um, mm. will listen to your deepest, darkest fears yeah. 
without judgment. That's it. And the the last level maybe um, mm. is uh, in the, the end of the you know the last chapter of the book I was talking about yeah. was unconditional positive regard um, for every, for yourself and yeah. for everyone else. Yeah, true. Um, so that's about. Oh, isn't that that's the hardest bit of all? I think. Yeah. So if you you can um, forgive yourself. Yeah. And you can trust your journey, and you can see mistakes as opportunities. Yeah. And you um, recognize that you're human and you give yourself unconditional positive regard or love and forgiveness and acceptance. Yeah. Um, and then you can give it to others. You can receive it from others. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Hmm. That's lovely, lovely points there, Johnny. And, and in fact, a, even though we're probably a little bit shorter than we normally are, it's a really beautiful way to end, I think. Yeah. I think that's very good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the chat, darling. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time.